Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. So how are your investments looking right now? What's the latest with your portfolio? Things looking up are... The things that you have invested your money in, are are they paying off? And no doubt we have all been encouraged to invest in other things by other people. Uh, Maybe we've been told about a specific company or invited by friends or family to invite in a, uh, to invest in a new business. Or you've been told, hey, you should really invest it in gold or this other thing, or recently been told to invest in, in cryptocurrencies or things like that. We've all been told what to invest in, and usually it's with the promise, this is going to pay off. Well, I want to give you the ultimate tip today, the best investment you could possibly make. And it's not really in money at all. It's investing in wisdom, seeking wisdom. And today we start the book of Proverbs here on Revival from the Bible as we look at chapters one through three. And so when you think, what is a proverb? It's generally a kind of a short, uh, almost catchy, pithy statement that expresses a common truth. And what we're going to see is really the first nine chapters of Proverbs are more kind of extended. It's not just short sayings, And it really takes this tone of a father speaking to his son, trying to pass along wisdom to him. And then starting in chapter 10 and most of the rest of the book, uh, it's not really extended uh, sayings on particular topics. It really is kind of one verse at a time is a different proverb. But here in these first nine chapters, we get a sense of um, a father speaking to the son, encouraging him to seek wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? I think in some ways it's best simply defined as just the skill of living life. You know, we think of different skills we might have. Maybe you have a skill in woodworking or a skill in the kitchen as a, a chef. Well, this is the skill of living life. And so it's not just knowledge, uh, but it's really applying knowledge to life and to live life well, which for believers we know is going to be living life as God intends it. And that's really what he says as he starts, what is wisdom? Where does it begin? And he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and destruction. And later it will say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So wisdom cannot really exist apart from God. It has to begin with this idea that God is real. He is awesome. And he is watching everything that I do. But the passage we read today in these first three chapters reminds us so much of the benefits of wisdom. If you invest in wisdom, if you seek wisdom, the payoff will be better than any investment you've ever, ever made. Uh, Just consider what it says at the beginning of chapter two, where it says, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes. If you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. 
For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. And goes on really then to describe it, but notice how it starts. You seek it like silver. You search for it like hidden treasure. And remember, they didn't have uh, stock markets uh, back in the time of King Solomon. They certainly didn't have cryptocurrency, right? When you're thinking about investment, it was really you're seeking these things like silver or hidden treasures, And later in chapter three, he goes on and says, blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. So as we think about uh, all of these uh, different things, uh, what we want to see is the benefits of wisdom. And we want to realize that there's certain situations in life that money can't really help you out in, but wisdom will always be useful. So seek it. How can you seek it? Well, one thing I would obviously encourage you to do is to dig into the Bible every day. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast. So we can find wisdom in the word of God. And so we must uh, seek the word for wisdom. Another thing I would encourage you to do is pray for wisdom, especially when God tells us. Think of James 1.5. This should be a precious Uh, verse that you come back to in your prayers often, where God says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. And it straight up commands us to ask for wisdom with the promise that God will give wisdom. And hopefully you heard that in chapter two, verse six, where it says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. It's like he's got this huge vault of wisdom that he is just waiting to unload on notice there the upright. And so there also, as we seek wisdom, we have to remember, ultimately, that's going to start from seeking God first right? Not just the wise in the eyes of this world. It's really going to come from seeking God and his opinion. And I think part of that will be in seeking godly counsel. Is that something you do? And there's a difference between seeking counsel and seeking godly counsel. Uh, These are some of the things that you need to do to invest in wisdom. And, And you need to be wary of yourself, Uh, This is probably the most famous verse in what we read today, but Proverbs 3, uh, starting in verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So part of the pursuit of wisdom, along with digging into God's word, asking for wisdom in prayer, uh, seeking godly counsel, uh, another part of it really is going to be the humility of having a healthy suspicion about yourself right? That you're not just so self-assured and self-confident that you think you've got it all figured out. Humility is going to be linked with wisdom as well. So I hope these things encourage you to seek wisdom and that you do so with a faith that the dividends of wisdom are better than any investment you have ever made. And speaking of wisdom and investment, we see a very interesting story in Luke chapter 16 today. 
as we look at verses 1 through 13. And even in the English Standard Version, the heading over this passage is the parable of the dishonest manager. And what's interesting is this dishonest manager seems to be uh, kind of applauded for something that he does by Jesus. And that makes us all scratch our heads saying, what is the point? And I don't think we need to get too far into the weeds of is Jesus uh, condoning dishonesty. No, it's it's a parable. It's a story meant to make a point. And he's saying, hey, look at this guy. He was dishonest. And I don't think in any way Jesus is condoning that. He's saying this guy is using kind of shrewdness and worldly wisdom to make friends to benefit him now. Shouldn't you be using really shrewdness and godly wisdom and using your money now to make friends for eternity. That's the point of what's going on here. It's not saying, hey, be shrewd and and con people. No, it's saying, hey, God's given you these financial resources. Use them in ways for eternity. Be wise in what you do. And it also, our passage today gives us the clear warning that money should not be our God. Money should not be what we're serving. As we're reminded in verse 13, no servant can serve two masters. For he will either hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So as you think about that, Uh, remember money should not have the hold on our hearts. We should be, Hey, I'm willing to give that money. I'm willing to use that money for the sake of eternity. And maybe you can be challenged as you think through your own financial resources and saying, Hey, am I just using all of this to invest in things for myself? Or am I using this to invest in the the kingdom? Or even here, I think one of the things we should think is uh, not just, you know, kind of giving to your church or something like that, but using your money to impact other people in ways that will Uh, Open up doors to share the gospel. Open up doors for you to speak the truth to them uh, so that they might, as it says, welcome you into heavenly dwellings. Um, So some things to think about there from Luke. Uh, Now let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 5. And here it talks a lot about the leaders in the church and how they should be honored and also how it should be handled when there are problems. Uh, Look at verse 19. It says, do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. And then it says, as for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. And you've probably, if you've been saved for a while, you've been around the church long enough to see, you know, pastors that were kind of accused even by something within your church and were exonerated for that. And then you've also seen pastors, and especially you see this unfortunately way too often in the public sphere, pastors that fall and are disgraced in sin. So both things are possible. People can be falsely accused and people can be in secret sin that needs to be exposed. And so one thing I would encourage you as a result of this passage is to kind of have a very measured approach as you encounter things, especially within the context of of your church. Uh, Don't be so quick to entertain suspicions about your pastor, um, you know, from people that might be just upset or angry about something and saying negative things. Don't be quick to latch onto those things. While on the other hand, don't kind of idolize your leaders and eventually put them on a pedestal where you think they can do no wrong. Uh, what we need to do here, it talks about even the importance of of witnesses, right? No, let's figure out what's going on. Let's keep calm and cool-headed and figure out what's going on. And let's not be in a rush to judgment either way, either a rush to condemn or a rush to exonerate. No, let's let the truth 
come out and, and that will uh, speak. So that can be a helpful thing for us to think about. And finally, we go to Psalm 104. And especially living in a valley, in the treasure valley, the language of this passage kind of stood out to me as it seems to describe even uh, the the beauty of a valley. It talks about, uh, you know, the springs gushing forth in the valleys. They flow between the hills and all that God does to sustain the earth. And so I hope wherever you live, if you live in the treasure valley, you can look around today, even though the beauty of the treasure valley is definitely inhibited by some of the smokiness uh, going on. Uh, But wherever you live, looking at the beauty of nature, What's the point of it? Well, we do have to go back to yesterday's reading and remind ourselves, bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. That that is what all of creation is pointing to. It's pointing to the glory of God. And this glorious God is telling you, hey, seek wisdom. Don't lean on your own understanding. Learn how to live like I've designed it and how life should be. So may we all seek to invest in wisdom today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.